This is Good Karma Wrestling. Welcome to another edition of GKW. I'm Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee. With me, as always, from ESPN West Palm, Brian Rowitz. And, I mean, he's in Chicago, so that would make sense because, well, CM Punk is literally everywhere else in Chicago. From ESPN 1000 in Chicago, Jonathan Hood. And for those who may just be podcast listeners, uh, he has listed he just saw CM Punk at your local grocery store on his name on our video portion of the podcast, which, again, would make sense because the dude can't get enough pro wrestling. I'm sure he's hungry at this point. So a trip to the grocery store logically would make sense. I mean, he pops um, up He pops up in Raw, pops up on Impact. He's at your yeah. local grocery. He's, he's watching hockey at home i mean the guy is just everywhere except aew except where he is mm. supposed to be which is aew joey janela uh, says he's not allowed at gcw until he sees all the rocky movies so that's why he was not appeared there yet oh okay that's fair <laughs> enough that's fair enough that's a good rule by joey good well, except for rocky five if if punk skips rocky five ever nobody will nobody will judge him for that one that's fair. Uh, something that we are going to pass judgment on mm. The WWE draft. It is draft season after all. I'm sure everybody was giving out their NFL draft grades. So now we're going to sit here and give our grades for the WWE draft, which concluded this past Monday on Raw. How would you gentlemen grade the WWE draft? Well, sir, that is about a C plus. The reason why is because we have no idea what this means. So I'm just going to give it an average grade. Look, here's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to some of these, um, the NXT wrestlers performing on Raw and SmackDown because the three of us don't watch them. So we don't know how good (laughs) they are, right? So I checked off like Grayson Waller, who I keep reading about. And I, I was talking about uh, Karrion Cross. Hopefully that he'll do well. Uh, Cameron Grimes, who we've seen in NXT uh, before Triple H relinquished his power to that, was good. Pretty Deadly, which is really the 1996 version of Triple H and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> uh, so there, there's that. And I'm looking forward to J.D. McDonough. And let's get to Apollo Crews for a second. Apollo Crews. So Apollo <laughs> Crews has been so up and down in his career, right? The guy ha- it was given an accent. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, that's Bruce Pritchard sprinkle there. You know what? You have African in your in you. Don't you have some uh, like some African like roots? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, why don't you speak with an accent? You know what? That whole thing with Big E, it got over actually. If you remember that, it yeah, was a bad rivalry. And then all of a sudden, just like Kofi Kingston, his uh, his accent <laughs> went away. What happened there? Right. And then he went to NXT, and he of course Apollo Cruz is a very good wrestler. Now that he's back on the raw side of things, hopefully he'll be given an opportunity. But he and Big E, I think, did well. But here's the thing: he's back in raw, but will he have his accent back? That's the question. Ah, that is. And then him celebrating as if he's a big call-up. It's like, no, you've been here the same way that Ginger <laughs> Mahal, who you know was a world champion, the big yes. oh, he's getting the call-up to Raw or SmackDown. I don't remember which way he's going. Like that part was a little bit weird this week. I. Can someone explain to me, like I'm five, the free agents, and what that means? Yeah. Like, it's okay, so it sounds like a wild card thing. Maybe they should go with that verbiage. Well, but okay, so Brock Lesnar, sure. Baron Corbin, yeah. don't care where you show up, pal. Yeah, just pick, yeah. just pick a night. Pick Monday or Friday. I really don't care about the mystery if you're showing up on a certain night in a certain location. Like, it's just some of it. It was I, the the comment from Andy G on YouTube makes the most sense. It was uneventful, like it was you know the the legends came out, they got their pop, you know you you got to have some fun interaction with you know some of them and seeing Teddy Long and JBL and uh, you know HBK was on both nights, but it it was rather uneventful I think um, in terms of the draft. It just dominated so much of the night on on both shows that the rest of the show just kind of got dwarfed in comparison. And Oh, by the way, we had a championship match on Friday (laughs) that was like somehow just jammed in at the back end for the tag team championships, which I've got questions about that as well. Like, I don't Saturday. Are are they allowed on both shows as the, as the raw and SmackDown tag team champions, even though they were just um, drafted to raw. I, I I've got a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. And, my guess is that's just going to lead to once again this not really being a hard brand thing where people are going to start floating sooner rather than later. Yeah, it, it, that's really, why. 
yeah. I don't give it a good, like, I give it like a D because the amount of questions that come out of it, you mentioned the tag titles, the women's title, they switch brands. Like it seems simple. Just call them something else besides show specific women's title and you're good, but we don't know what's going to happen there. The NXT women's tag champs got drafted to SmackDown and retained their titles last night. Yeah. Indy well, Hartwell, Indy Hartwell, who right. was also drafted, relinquished her title. Just went, Correct. nah, I don't, I'm good. I'm 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 gonna give this up. Somebody else can win this. Um peace out. I'm out of here. Right. Like and so it, you have just, that, and then the other big, not even question, but the big disappointment, Cody and Roman not on the same show. And it looks like we're going down Cody winning that other world title, that second place of hey, finish your story with this title that isn't the actual title. Yeah, that's not the story that you have to finish. Right. That's not the story. The story is the Roman championship in which you can't find Roman because Roman's uh-huh. a friend. Indy Hartwell, I believe, is injured. I don't know if that's a, sh- a shoot or not. I think uh-huh. that's why she relinquished the championship. Again, ain't like I was watching it. I was just reading about it. So <laughs> I'm just like, I think that that is the case. But so I guess the new, the, I guess the reason why it's a C for me, guys, is just because of the new blood. All the other wrestlers we watch every Monday and Friday night. It doesn't matter what brand they're on. Right. And, and and the way it works in the WWE, these people float anyway. And, and so I can understand if it's like, well, this is a raw person. Here's why it's unique to this brand. They never explain that. They just have Eric Bischoff out there just to say, oh, my God, Eric Bischoff was on one of the shows. And Talk Sean- about being a free agent. That dude floats more than anybody else. <laughs> and also, this if nothing else, the draft told me there's something. It's an odd relationship between Triple H and RVD. I don't understand. Like, I think Triple H has been jealous of RVD for a long time. Go back to the days when RVD was in WWE. It was just something weird, like Triple H felt like uh i'll never be as cool as you uh you smoke weed uh, and i'm clean uh i don't know what it is it's something weird that they keep rolling triple uh, uh, rvd out there knowing that triple h is envious of rvd over the years that's how i feel as a fan but i don't know why they keep putting him out there in that uh, suit that didn't fit well it's pretty but- over on monday RVD is always going to be over. Like (laughs) RVD is always, and of course they give him Matt Riddle as the draft pick to announce. Like that was lost on nobody, right? Like, oh, I see what you're doing here, guys. Ha ha, very very funny. Oh, because both of them. Oh, Uh, I get it. it. (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous, isn't it? It's tongue in cheek. Get it? We. Ha ha ha. And then from there. That's funny, goddammit. Also, <laughs> <laughs> with Jay Hood, you mentioned the fresh blood and the call-ups. Braun's just not good? Braun Breaker? Like, why do we not hear his name? Uh, not ready, pal. It has been a long time. Oof. I mean, there's, a number of, there's a number of wrestlers that's been in NXT that haven't been called up. Still yeah, not ready. but he was the champ for a year. He was. Like, Carmelo, you can justify. Like, you're giving him a run to the champion. Let him do that. Braun was a champ for a long time. Like he, pres- like he presumably was supposed to be the guy carrying your brand for an entire calendar year, and yet he's not coming up. Yeah, if anyone could be on Raw, it's him. You think, right? I mean, definitely yeah. a Raw guy. And 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 I'm sure people are watching, and listening. And say, what does that mean? Well. Raw is jazz hands, and you need to put as many people out there as possible. SmackDown, you should be able to narrow it down to really what you want. It's a two-hour show. It should be the most. Ex- it is the most exciting show that they have. But mm-hmm. Raw, you can be able to stretch out a little bit, be in some tag matches, whatever. Establish your character there because you have plenty of time to do so. But you know, you got to think of it from this what, this standpoint too. You take Braun Breaker off, then who's the who's the lead on that show? I mean, you got to have so, you got to have an attraction on Tuesdays too. Now, just yeah, send Dolph Ziggler back down. Oh, that's he's mean. a free agent. He can. That's, that's true. Mean. He is a free agent, yeah. and I love Dolph. Like, I, and honestly, like Dolph being on NXT is the best usage WWE's had for him in the last five years because he actually got to win and look good versus just being a jobber and he just shows up. And you know, he's not going to win a Raw or SmackDown. Hey, hey, when I when we had our draft, I was I was molding and shaping it that way. I was going to put some some bangers on there, so you know, <laughs> some guys are not being used. Hey, speaking of Baron Corbin, again, he can go either brand, right? That's yes, what you said. correct. Yeah. He's a free agent. That dude was so over in Paris. Did you see that? Won, yeah, that? I did. Yeah, he won a match. He actually like ended his losing streak. <laughs> I think that that was a call in the ring because I think he was going to lose like always, and they were like, "Yeah, change it." Like switch up. I think that's what happened because he was amazed. He was just like, "All right, here we go. Ring the bell. Gonna lose this in six minutes. You know, get to a restaurant." 
and they start chanting his name and they gave him a standing ovation as if France was just like felt bad for Corbin. <laughs> it's just like, and Corbin was like, he was, I, I remember seeing the clip, he was just standing in the corner, like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> me? Well, I mean, I, I, how else do you react? Like the dude, you just you got dumped three months ago by JBL. Like that that was supposed to heat you up. That didn't work at all. So now you're just kind of floating. Good for him though. Good for him that yeah. he gets that moment in Paris. Now, and and uh, our guy Vivi says, you know, what about uh, Carmelo Hayes? Right. Well, yeah. isn't isn't the money in Hayes and Ron Breaker again? So that's why those two are going to be on NXT. I mean, they got to draw their 600000 somehow every Tuesday. So <laughs> you have to put those guys at the top of the card. That's the deal. Like, I guess. At least Carmelo, you give him a run as a champion. It's something different for him. There's nothing else for Braun to do in NXT. Like, he was the champion for a long time. And there's just so many questions. Like, the fact that you're calling up NXT guys to be free agents, Von Wagner, one of them, who, by the way, his father is a Beverly brother, learned that this week. Hmm. Like, how does that make sense? Why has he never been called up then? Like, why don't they just be free agents all the time? Like, there's too many things just don't make sense after these two days of the draft. Yeah, it's there are still a lot of questions. And maybe here's the thing. Maybe some are going to be answered after backlash. Maybe some of them won't. It's it's just too ambiguity, too much ambiguity for me in terms of how this all actually is going to work. Because now you figured out a way to split split the world championship by not actually splitting it and just coming up with a new title. So are we just going to come up with tag titles or are the tag titles exclusive to Raw? There's just too many questions that they didn't even bother asking, let alone answering during the draft. The All other right, well, thing with the tag title is real quick. I've seen it thrown around on Twitter. United Champion was going to be in Saudi Arabia. Sammy and KO don't make that trip. Nope. So like, are we going to have to see them drop the belts before that? They better not. They just, they just don't defend them because they don't want to go to Saudi Arabia. They don't want the money. I get it. Good for they them. can't say that on TV. Are you kidding me? Well, Saudi no, Arabia but it's wonderful. It's where everyone wants to be. You know that you've you've got the you've got the because presumably they're doing a good chunk of the tournament for the the new world yeah. heavyweight championship in Saudi, right? Like they're that's going to be a part of it. It's going to be not just the championship match, but um, at least the semifinals. Like you should have enough matches to be able to cover not having the tag team champions there. I yeah. guess. Yeah, also, another know. random thing: uh, AJ Styles is back as part of the draft yeah, in a match. Like, I, I don't know if I he's something. I don't know if he's healthy or not because he just sat in the corner while you know uh, the the rest of the OC kicked the crap out of the Viking Raiders in Valhalla. So I don't know if he's healthy or not. But I, for one, am happy that AJ Styles is back. Good to see him back. Although. You should be entering to your music instead of whatever it is you came into because, like, AJ Styles' entrance music is a certified banger. Like, why you'd yes. be coming into everything else is weird. And maybe make yep. it a bigger deal that he's back. The OC and that's still in the WWE, huh? huh. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> there you go. We've learned something new every week. Uh, such, a every week such a waste of time. We also take a look at the – oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to take a look at the other top three stories across professional wrestling. We call it the three count. Brian, what do we have on the three count this week? The new brand split will take place on Monday night. Rob, before that, Saturday night, 8 o'clock from Puerto Rico on Peacock. It is WWE Backlash. Which match are you guys most looking forward to at this weekend's premium live event? I mean... I, I this this answer is super easy for me. Give me the San Juan street fight. Like I I'm I'm really excited to see what Bad Bunny has in store. And maybe it was because I was so shocked when he did the Canadian Destroyer a couple of years at WrestleMania. Like, whoa, he's actually going to do things. Like now, I am really curious to see. Like knowing how invested he is. Like it's one thing to be a pro wrestling fan, you know. Like if it's gonna it's gonna seem like I'm throwing this guy under the bus. I am not. Like Freddie Prince Jr right? Former writer, showed up at AEW. It's like one thing to be a diehard fan and show up at an event and support the event. It's another to do the training and then to actually get in the ring and do some of these things. Like, so now that I know that's how hard he worked for WrestleMania to be able to do some of that stuff, like for Bad Bunny doing this in Puerto Rico, like for him, this is probably bigger than mania. He's going to do something insanely crazy and I am here for it. He has said on talk shows that Mania match was the greatest day of his life. This wow. man has done so much in the entertainment business, and that is the crowning achievement. First of all, I'm saddened 
because our friend Gabe is not going to Puerto Rico with his wife. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm 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 sad, and this is a shoot. I'm I'm sad because what a great opportunity for you and your wife mm-hmm. to go to her native country mm-hmm. and for you to check out wrestling. Because like to me, that's once in a lifetime. Because yeah. WWE has not been in Puerto Rico in a long time. Puerto Rico used to be a vibrant territory, a bloody territory, led by Abdul the Butcher versus Carlos Colon. And um, just blood all over the island, right? And so yeah, it, they, the, the territory was so hot that the fans would look for the heels in hotels. <laughs> They'd be knocking on the door looking for Dutch Mantel. I mean, looking for these people. And, of course, it's an island, so there's nowhere to hide. You can't drive off. <laughs> no. So it, that's how real it was in, in Puerto Rico. And so the reason why, Gabe, I really want you to go, and I really was hoping that you get a chance to go, is because I would imagine this is just what I envision. This should be like the World Baseball Classic or World Cup Soccer. Oh, I expect yeah. to hear the Zuzuvelas, and I expect to get the drums going and everything else because it's Puerto Rico. Because they've loved their wrestling for so long on that island. And I would imagine that this is going to be completely different than anything else that we see. Unless the Puerto Rican crowd is just like, well, we have to stay quiet like Raw and SmackDown. It's a it's family entertainment. Hopefully that's not the case there. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we're going to get a, I think we're going to get a hot crowd on Saturday night. Man, I know it kind of snuck up on all of us because they didn't announce it like in December or January we're going to Puerto Rico. But, man, I I wish that you were there to give us like a, a report on what that's like because that's got to be crazy. Um, yeah. so, I, I, so the answer to the question for me is, is I want to see uh, how close Cody can get to trying to finish the story against Brock, what that <laughs> looks like, right? What if Cody loses? <laughs> so, right, because, Doesn't that make more sense, though? Well, well. Who's booking it? That's why I'm intrigued. Is this a Vince booking or is this a Triple H booking? If it's a Vince booking, you know who's getting over. Well, yep. also, you know, if that match goes on first, oh god, you know who's winning. <laughs> you know Cody's going over. Like it's it's, but that's like typical. That, that's how it works with Brock. Brock is going to go on first if he's losing. If it's later in the card, if it ends up being the main event, which I guess it could be. I just assumed that the the six man tag might have been the main event, but it's a six man tag, and that kind of feels like there's no championship. Oh, you don't think line, Bad right? Bunny? No, that close out with your match. Gabe. Oh, Bad Bunny, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's what they're there for, really. Let's be oh, honest. Oh, hundred percent. Yes, without yes. <laughs> doubt, that is what those people are there for. Yeah, it should be a banger. Yep. But yeah, I mean, the I, one I, I'm going to throw out there. Sorry, I was just saying the one I'm throwing out there. Same thing with like that home country and that feel. Rhea and Zelina, I think, could be good. Like they're going to be the false finishes. You're going to think Rhea's going to drop the belt, and I think those two can put on a pretty good match on Saturday. They <laughs> they built up little Zelina for the last few weeks uh-huh. as if she could really get this done. I just think it's funny. Yeah. She's been in the back pocket of like wrestlers for a while. She's so small, and now she's got the big headdress, and now she looks like she's <laughs> oh look at with the headdress. She's five eleven. No, no, I, I understand why she's there. Any other Latinos here? Put her on the card. I mean, that's what it is. Seriously, I mean, uh, that's not a believable match. It's not. No. Sure, this, this is- but she can go. I think she can, you know, do stuff, and she's going to have the crowd behind her. There's going to be false finishes. I think that one's going to be fun. This is this will be the match of her life. How about that? Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think and I think they will do right by her, as Bro had said. I don't, I don't think this is going to be like a quick two-minute squash match where Rhea gets in a couple of dominant moves. Like, that's clearly how it will end. But I think that the story is going to be Rhea's underestimating her. She gets in a couple of, you know, surprise moves, gets a couple of really close, you know, two-and-a-half, 2.99 counts, and ultimately Rhea goes over. Let me tell you something. Let me make it very clear. This better be close to a 50-50 match. If Zelina gets squashed, there's going to be a problem with that crowd. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%, which is why I don't think you can – if Triple H is booking it, I have I have faith that Triple H will take care of it. Yes. If, if it's Vince booking, I don't have faith that it's not going to be a squash. I mean, if she gets squashed, there's going to be bottles of piss thrown in the ring. I'm just, just that's the way they did it back in the day. Because 
that's a shoot out there, man. You better do right by her, or that's going to be a major problem. Oh. They put chicken wire on the walls <laughs> back in the day. No, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, if the heel got over, like, because back in the day in those old, in the old stadiums, they would just have, you could, they'd, they'd plow like holes into the brick wall so it could see through the wall if they couldn't get in the stadium. And if their if their guy didn't win or if their woman didn't win, they just throw bottles into the ring back in the day, man. I'm telling you, they they love it that they love wrestling in Puerto Rico, absolutely. Uh, other other matches on the card. So we mentioned the six man tag match: Riddle, KO, Sammy versus the Bloodline of Jimmy J and Solo. Um, Seth freaking Rollins against Omas. Anybody? Anybody? Well, no. Well, that's a punishment match. What did Seth do to the company? Oh. What did he do wrong? Oh, by the way, Omos, Omos, also an MVP who went undrafted and then gets a really good spot on the card for some reason. Uh, and then a triple threat for the um, United States Championship, Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. And we also have the uh, Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca versus EO Sky. Oh, they're pushing y'all sky. That's good, isn't it, bro? It's, I like that. Yeah, that one could be good also. I wonder, though, like, can Bianca hang with EO? We're going to find out. <laughs> We're going to find out. I, but I like that Bianca's being pushed, though. I've been saying this the last yeah. couple of weeks in the show. Like, I want her to sweat a little bit. I mean, she's over, one of the best baby faces in the company. I want her to struggle a little bit. She can retain the title, but I just want her to – I don't want it to seem like it's gymnastic and it's easy. I want her to be able to just pull it out like in the bottom of the ninth, and I think that will endear her to even more fans that way as a real fighting champion. Because of how big and athletic she is, it's hard for her to be the babyface in peril, but maybe reintroducing damage control kind of helps that because now you have the two on the outside and you can you can actually have her in peril that would be believable against EO Sky on Saturday night. And the other one, that six-man, do we need some sort of turn? Or is it just going to be a straightforward match there with Bloodline, Riddle, KO, and Sammy? Uh, not there. No? Not in Puerto Rico, no. <laughs> I think I think maybe a, a different card. Uh, not in, and, and also not in Saudi Arabia either, by the way. Right. No. Because like it's starting to feel like the Bloodline, we're getting that territory where we're just sort of running in circles now. That's because... Like, yeah, and that's Roman's been gone for too long. I I know I have been the advocate of hey, this story can still survive when Roman's not there, but feels like he hasn't been there for like since Mania, right? Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. But we'll we'll see him in January when they, you know, when we get ready for uh, WrestleMania in Philadelphia. He'll be around January oh, okay. to, okay. to for Cody Roman too. Yeah. <laughs> By September of 24, uh, he'll break uh, Hogan's WWF uh, title run. So wow. we're getting close. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> God, he's, they're going to have him do that too, aren't they? Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> but people, uh, again, I'll accentuate it again. People aren't mad, mad like they were about Brock because they love the storyline. Yeah. But Brock would be the match and then go away for three or four months. Mm-hmm. Like right. they, they still mention Roman's name. And this storyline where all of a sudden, like, Solo's giving a side-eye to the Usos, that just extends it even more so. People yeah. are bored with it. They're not no, that's and, and that's the turn that I think you're talking about, right? Like, Solo's going to turn on Some, Jay yes. or Jimmy or yes. Jay's going to go into business for himself. It's, it's something on that side, not something on the Sammy KO Matt Riddle team. Yep. What do we got at number two? In the AEW world, pre-sale opened for AEW All-In in Wembley this week. Tony Khan tweeting today they've already sold 50,000 tickets, which equals $6.5 million. Tickets go on sale to the public tomorrow. So, guys, is AEW All-In already a success? Yeah, it's already a success. Like, to sell that many tickets, make that much money, I'm sure they're going to just – that number is just going to continue to slowly go up and up and up. I don't know what it ends up at, but especially because you had somebody out there trying to say that the stadium was only set up for 43,000 tickets and they're already at 50,000. Like, this is – and Bully Ray had a, had a really good tweet about this whole thing because for whatever reason, yeah, I know, shocking, right? Um, <laughs> the, the look Uh-oh. on Jay Hood's face was like, "Wait, what is it? What did you just say?" Yeah, we'll, we'll hear about that one, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> 
But it, it's just, it's funny because once this was announced, there was clearly a part of the fan base, wrestling fan base, not obviously AEW fans, that just thought this thing was destined to fail, almost felt like they were rooting for it to fail. And he pointed out, hey, it took stones for Vince to run the Silverdome back in the day. Like it took stones for Tony Khan to do this. Good on him for having the stones to do it. And it's, okay, so, so what if they don't get 90 to 100,000 people? Like you can still, I think, with fifty thousand people, make that thing feel pretty full the same way WWE did in Nashville for SummerSlam. It's not like that thing was packed to the gills with eighty thousand people, right. but they still had a hot crowd. Still felt like a really good crowd at SummerSlam this last year, and I think you're going to get something really, really good in terms of a rabid fan base in London that is going to eat up whatever AEW puts out in the squared circle that night. It's a longer conversation, and we'll have it at some point, but I will never understand why fans plant their flag and just hope that AEW dies or AEW fans think that WWE is going to die. Did anyone live through when the WWE was by itself and when they bought WCW? You know how much crap that was to watch <sighs> every Monday and every time SmackDown was on? It was, it was lonely. It was horrible. It's good to have variety. So I'm rooting for everybody. I'm rooting for wrestling. When WWE does well, AEW does well, that means that the indies do well and the whole business does well. We have a show because everyone eats. Everyone is interested in the product, in the genre. So I don't know why people feel this way. Go ahead, Gabe. Well, it's not just – it kind of goes back to – I know you're typically the historian that likes to talk about the territory days. But when when somebody needs a refresher, they you know, when a free agent actually switches brands, it refreshes – the character it makes WWE or AEW where that free agent shows up. It makes it just feel fun and exciting. And you've, you've got two really good, you know, you've got two really good wrestling companies that are healthy financially, presumably. And that's only good for the business. So, um, so what we have here, bro, it's again, 7 million. Is there where we are right now? We're all in six and a half. Okay. So pretty close then. Right. Just pre-sale. So this is literally if you had a code from like Fight TV or AEW shop, like it opened to the public tomorrow. Okay. So just for historical uh, sense, the 7 million, 6.5, 7 million that All In has made uh, is, has already surpassed Cena versus Miz at WrestleMania 2011. It surpassed Triple H versus Orton in 2009 in Houston at WrestleMania. It's on its way to surpass Reigns versus Owens in San Antonio. That was last year. Um, it is uh, eight, 8.2 million was made with Cena versus Rock. 8.5 million was uh, Reigns versus McIntyre in Cardiff. So, wow. okay, so like it's, it's like you said, 6.5 now to 7 million now. Wait until tomorrow and, and moving forward uh-huh. as we get closer to the event. This event is could be top 10 in the modern era of, of how much money they're going to make in this. When the when you broach the question, bro, it's at first, will can they be able to fill it? I said without question because the UK uh-huh. fan is rabid about wrestling and they want to be part of AEW's first big special event. Arthur Ashe is nice for the 20,000. It's oh, nice yeah. to be over. But if you get people to travel over there and the rabid UK fan – even if they're 25,000 shy, it's still a success. It still will make right. top 10 as far as how much money you're going to make with this. Hats off to them because yeah. that is amazing. You draw 4,000 in Milwaukee, but you can draw almost 60,000 in the UK. <laughs> Pretty good. And I think the other thing that you know we haven't mentioned, there hasn't been anything announced for this card. Like It was a big deal when ROH and New Japan sold out the Garden from a historical standpoint. But you had that carrot of like, hey, the Bucks are going to be there. Hey, Kenny's going to be there. Like those guys were out there. Ultimately, they weren't. But that was sort of there. There's been nothing announced for this. They just see those three letters. They see pro wrestling. Like, yeah, we're in. Let's go. Soraya versus Jamie Hayter in the main event. <laughs> so yeah, those two have to be on the card against each other. Well, okay, so bro, it's just write it down. We won't. This not. We won't come up with a definitive answer today. But as we get closer. I will ask you, and we'll talk about it, MJF on the top of that card? And the other question to that, the beef to that is, because of how much money's already been you know, put into this, does it matter? Does AEW turn into WWE in which you say, AEW's coming to the town. Oh, I'll buy a ticket. 
You don't even know who's on the card. I don't care. I'm just going because that's how WWE does business. There, 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 I mean, there's no promos leading up to, hey, WWE's coming to Bangor, Maine, and here's the main event like they did back in the 80s and 90s. They just say WWE's coming to town. Oh, I'm going to get a ticket. Yeah. In the, as Roman's not there, it doesn't matter. I'm just going. So, it's, but that's a generic, it's a general promo they run in every town. Seth freaking Rollins will be there. They just like list them off. They don't even list matches. They just say, here's who's going to be here. We don't know what they're doing, but here's they get the big boy sky. Oh, and Becky Lynch will be there. Right. And, and by the way, always in non HD for whatever reason. I don't, know why, <laughs> I don't know why that is. If you ever notice, it's never like the full HD. It's just like <laughs> random names they throw out there. Just like before, you need to know who's on the top of the card. I'll go. Who's on the card? Oh, Hogan's on the card. Oh, I'm going. Now it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, sort of off that line then, like we've talked a lot. We talked about what should main event. We all were on the same boat with CM Punk. We also think CM Punk might be a one or two time thing. Do you waste Punk on London? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. You sure? Do you have to? Yeah. Yep. If he's going to be broken for all out though, like. It doesn't matter. Just <laughs> like Chicago though. I've seen him in Chicago before. It's fine. <laughs> no, this is now you you go all uh, literally all in everybody oh, you luck. have everybody. to yeah even even though you don't have the card announced I, you have to reward that loyalty sure and you have to put on in because we're all assuming that all out is still happening the week after right like they're still right. gonna be having all out back in the states presumably in chicago like that card you worry about it after like the, the chicago fan base that, that the, what you're just describing, uh, Jay Hood, about oh, AEW's in town. I'll go. That's the way Chicago is with AEW. Oh, AEW's in town. I'll buy tickets. And that, Chicago just shows up the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. They're still going. Like it's unbelievable the passion they have for AEW in Chicago. So I'm not worried about that. You you have to reward the people that haven't gotten a show in God knows how long, and you're doing it at Wembley. You have to reward that blind faith that so far fifty thousand people have given you. And it, that number, again, is just going to continue to go up tomorrow. And to your point, Jacob, about the historical context, that 50K has already surpassed anything WCW ever put in. 41,000 at the Georgia Dome was their high. And the Tokyo Dome only holds 45. So it's surpassed all the Wrestle Kingdoms already as well. That uh, And the whole thing with the Georgia Dome was Eric Bischoff trying to show Turner, like, it's pretty much um... – a blank measuring contest like hey look we could do this we're gonna change the belt we're gonna give goldberg the belt that night if you remember right, right? Uh -huh. it was that night um and because yep, it should have been a pay-per-view and they're like yes. hey we're, we're gonna give do, it away free we're gonna put it on monday nights just to beat raw you you, you right. filled up that many people just to beat raw and because turner executives were there that night what's going on with this wrestling well come look at our big crowd like <laughs> so ridiculous right so, and, and by the way, let's stand by for Eric Bischoff. I'm sure he's going to have something to say that AW is going to be anything, anything that WCW did under his direction. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys alluded to it a little. So the number we've seen in terms of total, it's going to be somewhere between 80 and 90 is what it's going to account for. Do you have to get to a sellout at this point? No. No, the staging no. you got to, well, you know, you got I mean, to have to correct. You, know? you got to have the you got to have the staging okay. correct. You yeah. know, you got to figure that out depending upon how many you have. But I think you're going to be able to do it just fine if you continue on the pace that you're on. Like if it's set up for eighty and you get to seventy, like sure. with seventy thousand people, it's easier to hide. For example, let's just use Milwaukee <laughs> as an example. <laughs> right? let's, let's just let's just use. Milwaukee and the UWM Panther Arena, which just ran AEW. When we had roughly 4,000 people, you know, in a 55, you know, 100 person arena, it's harder to cover up that 1,500, right? Like everybody's sitting on the hard, you know, away from the hard camera. Uh -huh. Nobody's on the hard camera side. That place is, is just barren of people. There's like one or two randos that just decided to sit over there. Whereas with 80,000, it, and you have 70, it, to me, it's easier to cover up that 10 that, that may not be there and be accounted for. Oh, you mean, it, you, so, you so, mean empty like Sunrise? Since, like Sunrise yeah, I was going to say, shout out to the guys in my row I asked to move so I can go to the bathroom who then were jobbers in the Ring of Honor match later that night. So good job by them <laughs> filling our row. Oh, wow. So they had to work. Oh. I came down like, hey, I've seen those guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> You said nice crowd though, right? In sunrise, you said yeah. I saw the picture. Oh, you put good. the pictures up at G GKW underscore wrestling on Twitter. It's like that non hard cam, nobody there. 
everybody, yes. But the rest of it was pretty full. It filled in throughout the night. So they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Did you tell Gabe, what, very did you tell Gabe long, what time you left? Yes, I left at 12.30 a.m. I feel bad for the Ring of Honor show that I think airs tomorrow because as they were taping that and half the arena is emptied, it also is that Jimmy Butler's going off on the Bucks about to force overtime. So everyone's glued to their phones watching that. And like, there's action in the ring. And like, eh, whatever. Like, huh. So yeah, 12.30 a.m. with a 7 o'clock start. So, I mean, so, I was, you are, so you are draw Milwaukee, and they're not even watching the wrestling. Right. <laughs> they're watching their phones. Because it was raining, so no one to leave. No, just stay here and watch. Oh, game's gone. <laughs> we didn't mean anything by it, Gabe. We're just describing the action. They just happened to be playing the Bucks. <laughs> I was at that Bucks game, so I was at Pfizer oh. Forum until because, of course, it went to oh, I went to overtime uh-huh. at eight thirty Central PM tip. So I was at Pfizer <laughs> until about midnight Central that night. So I think I was actually at an arena longer than you were last Wednesday <laughs> night. Um, but to answer the question, I think we all agree that all in for AW yes. already a success with fifty thousand number is growing. Um, am I worried about Tony Khan being able to book something? That is coherent for both weekends. Yes. But the one thing I do know for sure is both nights, the live crowds in Chicago for all out in Wembley for all in the live crowds are going to be treated to hell of a show because the guys and gals over at AEW just know how to get it done inside the ring. What do we got at number three? Jay had talked about everyone eating in the wrestling world. Well, a week ago, Trinity Fatu making her impact wrestling debut that will air tonight on access. She takes on Kylan King, a Florida native. So, guys, Trinity signing with Impact says what about the wrestling world? I'm going to defer to our Impact expert, the man who doesn't miss an episode. Make sure he oh. tunes in right after GKW airs every Thursday night. Jonathan Hood. Uh, well. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's how I was alerted of it. Someone tweeting at us saying, oh, Jay Hood needs to make sure we need to end the show so he can watch Impact and see Trinity. That's how I found out. Well, for me, she's the only attraction. And when I say attraction, <laughs> I mean attractive uh, that I want to watch on Impact. I just want to see her segments. By the way, f- funny, Impact was in Chicago. Had no idea. Um, no, seriously. <laughs> I didn't know. You know what? Ed- Buck knew. How come you didn't? No one re- did anyone reach out for a guest? Did anyone reach out to us? Hell, N- NWA let us know that they were in Chicago. <laughs> yes, they did. I did. No, that I'm honest to goodness. I, did, I didn't even know they were taping at Cicero Stadium. So I'm like, oh, oh, Impact's in town. It's kind of like Impact anyway, right? If a tree falls in the forest, what's you know, the, I, the line? <laughs> where's the line? Exactly. Lie, lie. So, so, but, um, so what, this is what it means. So Trinity couldn't get a deal with AEW, clearly, because that's the place that she should have been. If not, she should have been in New Japan. I think that this is a nice primer for her to get ready for something else. I don't know how long her deal is at Impact. I know for sure. Now, again, we make fun of Impact, and they deserve all of our their, the issues and the, the ridicule that they've had over the years. But they've ha- always had a pretty solid women's division. So, mm-hmm. so Trinity against Jordan Grace is not a bad match. Really a good test for her. How could Trinity be able to be an impact knowing their small crowds? International TV is pretty good. They're lo- they're obviously their domestic TV is not very good on Access TV. But I just think it's good for her to get back into the swing of things before she gets another deal with New Japan or AEW. I'm not sure if she'll be back in WWE anytime soon, but at least she's getting her beak wet, and I think that's okay. Yeah, I think she's just kind of trying it out a little bit kind of – I'm assuming that her deal might be similar to Nick Aldis, who is, you know, over at Impact now. And from my understanding, that is also a short-term deal as both the management for Impact and Aldis try to feel each other out. Like, good for, by the way, good for Impact. Like, Nick Aldis and and Trinity are, I'm still not going to tune in and watch, but I might try to figure out, you know, oh, hey, what happened on Impact last night with Aldis, with Trinity? Like, it's a step in the right direction for them to be able to sign those two. Now, we'll see if they end up sticking around long term or if they end up in AEW, New Japan, where have you. Like, I still, yeah, I, I understand why she went there for the strong women's division, like you mentioned, because a lot of the oxygen just gets taken up over in AEW by Britt Baker. Understandably so, because she's the biggest star there. And they have struggled to tell very many meaningful stories outside of 
what happens in Britt Baker's world, whether that's, you know, the, the faction that she's a part of, whether that's her hanging out with Jamie Hayter, like it, they, they've just struggled to tell meaningful stories outside of that. Everyone's, you know, they're trying right now a little bit with what's going on with the TBS title and uh, Taya Valkyrie, and, you know, finally getting an opportunity to wrestle for that. So they've, they've tried to expand it a little bit, but the women's division doesn't get a ton of attention. So why not go to a place where, you know, you're immediately going to be the big, the biggest fish there get your feet under to you once again, and then see what else is out there for you. Yeah, because that's the thing. I mean, Jayla, you say AEW doesn't want her. I think they would take her in a heartbeat just for the sheer Tony Khan. You're like, hey, look, I got another one that Vince couldn't have. And I think this was a hard decision. I think she looks at that women's division and be like, do I really want to go there and, you know, get fed to Jade and ultimately not be involved in the big stuff? Like, I hope this means good things for Impact. You mentioned Nick all this. There was that little thing when they had the crossover the AEW where you would flip them on like, oh, I want to see what's going on with Kenny Omega. I only lasted a couple weeks there. But, like, the more companies that are doing well, it helps the business. It helps everyone else. And, like, it just makes wrestling better in general. So, hopefully, this is a step in the right direction. So, for, so for Trinity, I mean, her against Diana Perazzo, who I'm a big fan yes. of. I mean, I'm waiting for – I mean, she does very well for Impact. I can't wait to see her on the next level for a different company. But she's one of the best women's wrestlers, I think, in the world. I think that she has some great and, – and if you've seen her at uh, AEW, that doesn't count because that was in and out. That was just brutal. I mean, she's much better than that. Jordan Grace, who I mentioned, um, uh, Slamovich also, Mickey James, yeah. Savannah Evans. So there's some women there. And, you know, when Impact's been down, and it's been down a lot, if nothing else, <laughs> the, the women's division for years have been really good. Their knockouts have been pretty good. So – Trinity can really test her herself against, I think, some really solid veterans. So if nothing else, that's what that means for her. I mean, I've got a request out for her, so maybe she'll be joining us soon. But I mean, would anybody oh. be shocked? Would anybody be shocked if she ends up in some sort of tag match at Forbidden Door with with Mercedes Monet? Trinity's coming on the show. Is it my birthday? <laughs> request now let's not get ahead of ourselves I, I mean i just i think it's very nice it is very it's very nice of you clearly that's for me so i appreciate that oh she's a big name oh she's great <laughs> calm down calm down jay oh she's so hot yes go ahead <laughs> i'm just I'm, i just want you to calm down and focus <laughs> yeah, okay. well, right. yeah so so i think that that's the answer for her and uh, well the reason why i said Maybe she couldn't get a deal with AEWs because was that the right spot for Oates? I mean, like, she's a free agent, and you know Tony. She It's an arms race. It's not even about trying to put her in a spot. Correct. It's an arms race. So she would – if you can't get Mercedes Monet, what about her? Well, especially if you're having a third show that's going to be reportedly starting on Saturday soon. Don't you need more talent to help fill that out? Well, that's the thing. Like, that's why I'm saying hopefully Impact gets that little bump because – there comes a point where wrestlers are like, yeah, AEW is cool and all, but like they're a time where you're just left behind. Like there are too many wrestlers over there right now. And same thing with WWE. I mean, Johnny Gargano was an afterthought in the draft this week. Like he sat on the show talking about having a WrestleMania moment. I don't think that's ever going to happen at this point. Like if Impact is just another thing where like they could be developmental for AEW for all I care, just give somewhere else for wrestlers to go get some work in and ultimately give us great wrestling matches. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping for the best for her because I think professional wrestling is a be in a better spot when she is in it. But also, like, if, if this doesn't bring more eyeballs to Impact, because, again, Impact is hard to find on television, right? Like, it's not, yes. it's not an easy thing to search out. I hope she ends up where her talents are going to be appreciated and then where they can be easily found by a professional wrestling fan who wants to watch her wrestle. It would have been dope for Impact to reach out to us. They didn't. I would have. I mean, yeah. it's still, we can still talk to people from there. I get that. It's just like, but honest to goodness, it popped up on me like, oh, they're in town? They're doing TV tapings? Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> didn't know. Phil should have shot you a text beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to Cicero. You want to come with? No. <laughs> really? The really weird parking situation over there. I'll tell you my parking situation. So, so the the production and the wrestlers park in this cage that's right next to the arena. The and it's only it only holds like a thousand, but it's I mean it's tight and it gets loud. 
and I could never find parking around there. So I so <laughs> you could actually walk up and pull the cage open, the parking cage, and then drive in and then close the cage back. That's what I do. I'm, like, I'm parking right next to like you know. Whatever wrestler, Funky Source. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I himself. Rhino. <laughs> I had to look it up. Uh, I I parked next to Johnny Swinger. Mm, there you sure. go. Congrats to Johnny. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do know. we have in news and notes this week, Brian? Yeah, All right, plenty yeah. going on. AEW Double or Nothing coming up May 28th, and we have our main event. It'll be a fatal four-way for the world title. Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and MJF following their tag team match last night. Also, a tag team title match. FTR defends against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Second straight pay-per-view that those two are in a tag team title match. Kind of, a, kind of a convoluted way to get to all those matches, right? Like, we had to go to the Briscoe Chicken Farm in order to get a challenge. It was kind of a I mean, that was pitch. pretty entertaining, not going to lie. Oh, yeah, the like, farm was entertaining. yeah, like, that was good. But, like, I don't know if I want a serious championship challenge done as part of a comedy bit. Like, that was that was the only thing that was weird there that kind of stuck out. But, okay. I mean, Briscoe's dad stole the show. Like, when Briscoe's yeah. dad showed Papa up, Briscoe. Papa Briscoe yeah. was fantastic. And... <laughs> Man, they, Tony is just struggling with finding meaningful ways to build to feuds because after what happened last night, like the whole tournament and all, like it just kind of meant like everything didn't matter until what happened last night. And we're, again, we're getting we're getting ultimately what's going to be a great match for Double or Nothing and a Fatal Four Way Pillar match, but the way we got there wasn't great. It, it was not because the audience knew that the final four, the pillars would be the match. Like you can do all this stuff and try to do like sleight of hand with Sammy and MJF. But I think all of us knew that it was going to be a four corner match. So I don't know. He what- said it. I looked it up today, by the way, yeah. March 15th is when that first promo happened with all four of them that we all loved. And at that point, we're like, okay, we got a fatal four way. Our question was, is it too early to do the fatal four way? That was March 15th. And we still have three more dynamites before double or nothing. Well, I'll ask you this: from the other three guys, you know, MJF is the champion. Who's most more believable to be the next AEW champion? Jungle Boy. Is it Jungle Boy? Is I it- think it's Jungle Boy. I think it's Jungle Boy. See, I didn't say Darby just because some of the stuff we've seen him do in the ring. So you say it's not Sammy at all, right? No. no. Especially after he like. I don't know what the hell they decided to do with him. They just turned him into a dumbass. Like, oh, like, <laughs> you accept money from someone, now you're their best friend? Is that how that works? Like, you, know, you, know, you know the problem with this match? You know the problem with this match? Is that even the champion, all four guys seem like they're at the same level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like, oh, my God, it's The Rock against MJF. Oh, my God, it's Triple H. Because it's about the build of the character. Yeah. See that? See that? You can again. You can book a match, and the match is going to slap. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. It, but 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 as a fan, I have to believe. Like you know what? Out of these four, I want MJF to lose so bad. I can't wait for Sammy to be able to get it done. Well, okay. Right. But Sammy's at the same level. Like they're pillars, but there are four legs on the table that's the same. There's not one guy that stands out more than the other. Like as far as the in ring. As far as that, like, yeah, this guy here, and I got a magazine today out of nowhere. I've been waiting six months for a magazine. <laughs> Can you believe this? Inside of oh. from the UK, right? Okay. Pandemic, apparently. Been waiting two years for it. Finally came to <laughs> I don't know what happened. Just came in the mail today. But but every but all those other guys got don't is it just my TV or does every all four of those guys seem the same? Not just height, because oh. all these guys are under five seven. I'm just saying, like, they're all seemingly the same. Yeah, they're all, to me, I agree with that. They're all on the same level. And this is where, going back to Sami Zayn, ruined the curve for everyone. Sami Zayn in Montreal, and I've, I've said this before, I'm going to keep saying it until somebody else makes me feel something. Sami Zayn is, did what Tom Brady did to every other quarterback in the NFL, ruined the curve. I You made me feel something, and then you also had a hell of a match, and it just added to such an exciting 
moment, even though Sammy didn't end up going over. It just ended up being such an investment. Like, oh, I can't wait. There's not a chance in the world I'm missing this. Like, my house could be on fire, and I'll be like, eh, it's in the kitchen right now. Let's see what Sammy and Roman do. Whereas, like, again, the match is going to be fantastic. But if you can find a way to tell a meaningful story and pair it with a match that we know is going to be great and have that emotion behind it, Make me feel something, TK. Make me feel something, Tony. And if you can't make me feel something with your supposed four pillars in the future of your company, like I've I've got some questions I would like to be answered. And I'm still going to give TK some breaks here and there because, yes, this is his third year doing it. He's still new. He's still a neophyte booker. But make me feel something every once in a while. Just please. That that's I don't feel like I'm asking for much. Just give me little hints. And this storyline to get to where we are, it just hasn't done it for me. Yeah, I mean, Jay had I think it's a great point about them all being even. Like they're all sort of cutting each other out right now. It's been two months. We still have three more weeks, and I don't know if it's fair to pin on these guys. The numbers, rating wise, haven't been great. Under eight hundred thousand last night. Like, do we blame these four? Because like they have been the focal point. They get a lot of TV time every week. Yeah, I mean the. I guess the demo number was still fine, you know? So yeah, the, the, the total number, the demo number is the one that TNT cares about, right? Sure. Or TBS Turner, you know, whatever Warner yeah. discovery, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yes. Um, that's the number they care about the most. That seems to be pretty stable. I, I guess I'm okay with the total number. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I mean, three more weeks of this, like the promos have become repetitive. Like we all, like I said, on that March 15th, we all enjoyed that first one when it was all for them. They all were taken at different levels. It was one of the best Darby promos we saw. Jungle boy took that next step, but they've just sort of been chasing each other's tails. But even, yeah. Now. Even like the baby faces a couple of weeks with Darby and like the way they undercut yeah. each other just didn't feel right. It's, it's kind of gone downhill. Like that has been March 15th was the peak of this story. Right. And that's, and that was the start of it. Yeah. Like it's supposed to go up. It's weird. So. It, it's, it's, it's just strange because on that same card, we saw Ricky Starks and the crowd went mild. Yeah. I mean, he's really cool. He's cooled down, man. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you see Wardlow and the way he's come down like last night, like, I don't think last time it was a very good dynamite. Like it sort of spoke to the number. It was the first time where like you see a bad rating. It's like, all right, that makes sense. Like the random battle royal. Like, what are we doing? Which didn't even, by the way, get a trios championship opportunity because they're holding an open house for it. And they ran that (laughs) promo right before the trios. Uh So then why did we just do that? Why did we sacrifice my guy, Vikingo? Why did we do that again? Yes. <laughs> I mean, those are great intros. I just don't understand the whole point of the Battle Royal. I mean, you had the trios champions just throw the championships on the ground. It's like, okay, so I guess those are important. <laughs> uh, I just, well, it was just weird. I, I just think that the whole thing's weird. The hottest thing on that show right now is that Blackpool Combat Club because Brian Danielson's yeah. getting into his real, real heel persona, and he's wearing the jacket. So he actually yeah, in. He he's in now. He's calling Wheeler Yuta a little shit on a weekly basis. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves it. I mean, it's hot. And then you get Kenny Omega, you know, not to Kenny. Boy, there's I can't believe there's a character change in Kenny. That's what babyface Kenny's like. Wow. Just pretty much yeah. quiet, not trying to go over the top of his promos. Don Callis cut the promo of his life. It's like, okay, I can get into that. Then why is but it, why is that hotter than the main event? At this pay-per-view. That's true. I mean, the other thing here in news and notes which might contribute to, you know, 40, 50 guys being on the card. AEW Dark and Elevation have been ended for the time being. This has to do with AEW Collision coming your way in June. AEW content will be having to air on Warner Brothers Discovery. That does not include Ring of Honor. So maybe they have to get guys work now. They don't have these YouTube shows. Okay. Uh, We're going to have to hire some talent here to do another show. Not the three of us. We need to have, like... Two more people to do this show because, like, a Saturday night for two hours. I mean, yeah. the CM Punk show, maybe. I mean, we need more people on the show for all this. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. Like, you're you're going to be asking a lot of wrestling fans to tune in. And I guess total hour wise, it's going to be the five hours that WWE asks of you. But I mean, ten hours between AEW and WWE. That's a lot for the average fan on a weekly basis, especially when there's so much content out there on non pay per view weeks. Yep. 
Because you throw in another five hours when there's a pay-per-view. Mm. Listen, uh, it's going to uh, – I understand why. I mean, it's content, right? It's, it's yeah. Warner Warner wants content. It's not like – I don't think it's Tony Khan saying, you know it would be great? Every Saturday night against college football, against boxing, against <laughs> UFC, against Major League Baseball, uh, let's just have two hours of wrestling. Now, will I tune in? Probably not live, you know, and and, it, it, and if it's like AEW Dark and, and, um, and Evolution, Elevation. then no. If it's going to be just all squash matches, no. But so if you're going to have that, then what happens to my ROH shows? Because those actually are really good matches. Well, why don't they just make that Rampage? Like, no one's watching Rampage. Like, why don't you just cut out Rampage at this point? You're not, what do you mean no one's watching Rampage? Aren't you watching at 4.30 in the afternoon? Aren't you watching <laughs> when I'm there for 17 hours of dynamite? I'm watching Rampage. Other weeks, you know, I'll pick and choose what I watch. You can't, but as you know, Gabe, if the if the company says we need more content, you can't say no. You just well, gotta figure it out. We gotta figure That's it out. Cool. And and again, that's going to be a part of their keeping CM Punk away from everyone game plan, which we'll see uh, how else that works. You got anything else in news and notes, Brian? Yeah, real quick. In the WWE world, Road Dog has told his podcast, I don't know where it came from. WWE has assigned a new writer to Bray Wyatt. He has not been on TV in about two months since his return. Just one match. That was his glow-in-the-dark match against LA Knight at the Royal Rumble. There's got to be an injury, right? Because... He's, yes. I mean, if you're assigning him a new writer, clearly he's going to be coming back. He was out of the draft. I'm assuming Alexa Bliss is a part of whatever story they want to tell going forward because she was not available to be drafted in the draft. She's been off television as of late as well and was starting to hint to be a part of the Uncle Howdy gang, or whatever you want to call it. Um, huh? I don't know. <laughs> the Howdy Duty gang? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Gabe. Gabe's going to be Bray's new writer. That was a leak there. <laughs> Is that breaking news? It's going to get aggregated on Yahoo Finance. Um, no, I. Um, he's he's sick. That's the report. Is that okay. Bray's not is under the weather, and I don't mean like cold. There's something going yeah. on there. That's why he wasn't at WrestleMania. What, new writer, what does that really mean? What does that mean? So what? How's that change? Is he still going right. to be mysterious and it's going to be dark and fireflies? Like what? Yeah, everything's everything's going to be the same because, like, presumably he's the one driving the bus on the majority of that content. Like, I'm assuming a writer is just WWEing up whatever Bray wants to do, and they kind of meet in the middle. But I would assume most of the creative comes from Bray's mind when he's doing this. And stuff. if Vince is there, that's ultimately where it goes. It doesn't matter who's writing. Correct. So I don't know. So people were asking and begging, please, we got to get Bray Wyatt back. And he comes back and it's LA night. Like it was just, I think it was the opponent and also the creative. All of it was just, it it just fell flat. And uh, we didn't see enough of him. Bray Wyatt is the guy should be kept special. Can't be wrestling every week. He has to be able to lock in on a pay-per-view of some sort and have a really good match. Of course, um, the first time around, he'd be in pay-per-view matches and lose them all. So I'm, I don't know what that means. So I mean, the character that's stuck. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't miss him. Uh, I I was excited for his return the way it went. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't miss it right now. I don't. Because it just right. it, it, was, it just kind of it treaded water for so long. They didn't actually go anywhere with the story. And if, if he does, if indeed he does come back and is in WWE, hopefully they can find a way to pick up pace so he's not cutting cutting rambling promos each and every week and that also was after the nearly six months of qr codes and you know having to run web design to get little easter eggs before he actually debuted what did you guys have for your match of the week i liked the uh the end of dynamite with mjf wrestling on tv about the world champion wrestling on tv about that uh with sammy I think that the the pillars wrestling against each other was pretty good. Uh, I liked the main event of Raw as well. I think that was a good match as well. Wait, what was the main See, event? I, of Raw? I get lost in the that draft. Was it was uh, Riddle, Riddle, and uh, oh, no, it was, it was uh, no, it was Solo and uh, and uh, Becky Lynch's husband, wasn't it? Was that the match? Oh yes. It was solo on Rollins, yeah. yes. Yes, that's the way it was. I did not write it down, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
I just got lost because I didn't watch it live. I watched it back. So like trying to figure out between the draft picks and when the matches yeah. were, it was just kind of convoluted mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. Those- so that's why I think between all that, like I didn't have a lot of matches to choose from. Like the one I wrote down was I enjoyed Starks and Juice last night. I agree that they've completely cooled off Starks. Like he was so hot after that MJF match. And then you had skip- the... Uh, <laughs> okay. He, he didn't like that. <laughs> he didn't like that idea. The Jericho thing, like Starks was doing his part, and overall, like just they completely killed that, which is disappointing. Yeah. So I, I just, I just thought it was just an okay week for wrestling. That was just okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, but again, these are all builds toward a pay per view. That was the go home we saw on Raw, and then we saw what happened on, uh, on you know Raw, and then of course AEW Dynamite. So these are just kind of leading into something. So it um, just, it was just okay. I do want to throw out a quick shout out to um, I, I like the fact that Cash got his own singles match. Um, it was on Rampage, but Dax has gotten all those opportunities, so Cash to get yeah. a singles match against Jay Lethal, I just thought was kind of cool. That was good. That was good. Yeah. I saw that the, uh, a Friday afternoon, I think, around uh, having a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> I believe it was at uh, 4.30 in the afternoon or something like that. There is going to be plenty to talk about, of course, in the world of professional wrestling. Make sure you catch us all next week right here on GKW.